The Cambria Regional Chamber presents Where Adventure Lives, the podcast, where we explore recreation in our region and introduce you to recreation enthusiasts who live it, love it, and help make it happen. It's time for another episode of Where Adventure Lives, the podcast. You get to this week in my Visitors and Convention Bureau series. Before we get started, I want to thank REMAX Team Realtors for supporting Where Adventure Lives, the podcast. The Bob Colvin team is ready to help you discover all of our area's adventures. Find your perfect place at Move to Johnstown dot com or call them anytime 814-262-7653 that's 814-262-7653 my guest today is lisa rager executive director of visit johnstown lisa welcome to the podcast hi thank you for having me you're welcome uh to fill folks in what is visit johnstown Uh, visit johnstown is the designated tourist promotion agency for Cambria County. So uh, our job is to get people to come here from other areas and spend their money and have a great time and tell a lot of other people about it and uh, and, and head back home. But, but really, it, it's about marketing the area as a destination for visitors, and uh, that's our primary mission. We're going to talk about recreation today, but you market a lot of other things outside of recreation, like the festivals, and and your organization actually puts on Polka Fest as well, so you keep busy with that, and a bunch of other things, too. Right, we do. Um, Whenever you look at our entire destination in Cambria County and everything that it has to offer, outdoor recreation is certainly a key component of that, and uh, and becoming more so, obviously, but we also have uh, rich history and heritage, and wonderful attractions that tell those stories about uh, our contribution to uh, industrial America and, uh, you know, the story of the Johnstown flood and and the recovery, which is fascinating. Uh, We have so many events uh, of all kinds just throughout the county and whether it's a polka fest, the, uh, you know, Slavic fest, um, you know, the Cambria County Fair, the Log House Arts Festival, just a wonderful menu of things. So we look at those opportunities and we try to serve them up uh, to folks who are interested in, in those activities. I want to talk about one of the big initiatives that you're undertaking right now, and that is the rebranding of the area that you've been working on with Roger Brooks. Right. So tell me about that and what's okay. that process been? Yeah, well, uh, the process has been really interesting and uh, fun and, and very educational. But, um, you know, when when you look over the years at how our area has been evolving in terms of the destination, and there have been a lot of people who have had different ideas about what uh, what we are. Uh, you know, we talk about being a mountain town, but that's not necessarily a brand. It's just saying we're a mountain town or, uh, you know, an energy capital or uh, and even, you know, the flood city, which, you know, we were not necessarily that anymore. So, uh, you know, we're at a time where there are so many wonderful things happening in our area from trail development and attraction development. And and we're seeing the transformation of Johnstown in terms of new business coming in and uh, you know, restaurants and breweries and things like that. And so, you know, now it's time to start to, uh, you know, change the story of our area and, and of Johnstown and in terms of really what we are and what's reflective uh, of of the community as it is and as we we want it to be. So uh, so the branding initiative is really to just uh, work on changing the perception of the area 
um, from being a, a post-industrial town that suffered a lot of, uh, you know, economic challenges and, and uh, you know, having had natural disasters and floods to uh, this, this wonderful hub of outdoor recreation, uh, to paying homage to our steel heritage and with the makers movement and the forging movement and everything that's happening with Center for Metal Arts and Abana, um, just looking at what's happening in Cambria City with the, the growth of that cultural district there. So uh, so we have a different story to tell. And, and it's about just trying to pull that together and determine what sets us apart from other communities? Because everybody has outdoor recreation, so what is it that that is different? Uh, what can we claim? What can we own? Uh, what do we have that will make people come here from farther outside the area and things that they can't get closer to where they live? And so what's going to drive people to come here? So those are the things that we want to uh, hone in on and and uh, just start to change the narrative. And, and quite honestly, having to do that in a way from the inside out, because I think sometimes, uh, you know, we who live here can be our own worst critics. Yes. And, and so uh, people, that, in my experience, just in promoting and marketing the area and talking to other people from the outside, when they come here, they have a wonderful experience. They have so many things to talk about, and it's great. And sometimes uh, I think that uh, some of our residents don't appreciate everything that we have to offer and, and maybe don't see that transformation uh, the way those of us who are working at it see the area. There's a lot of it, too, that they might not know about the work that's going on to, you know, it, it put new trails in or, you know, develop cleaner rivers and stuff like that. It, right. Uh, that's one of the jobs as, uh, you know, people in the recreation arena. We've got to do a better job of communicating that stuff out. And I think we're getting better at it, uh, to be honest with you. Now, I want to back up just a little bit because I, I should have asked you, for people that don't know, what is the Roger Brooks Agency? Because that's not an insignificant uh, marketing agency there. Right. Uh, Roger Brooks uh, is is with uh, Roger Brooks International and Destination Development. And Roger is uh, one of the renowned destination specialists and consultants in the area, uh, or you know, like in really in, in the world across the United States and in North America. He has worked in thousands of communities, uh, helping them to uh, market, to, uh, you know, undergo branding and rebranding initiatives and things like that. So he really is one of the, the you know, premier authorities on this and how to do it. And, and I think it's important to note that the process was not to have somebody come in here and tell us what we are, what we should be, but he was here to facilitate the process and help us work our way through it. So uh, we had as part of the brand development team, um, a, a wide range of folks who are uh, involved in their everyday work in promoting our community in some capacity. So I was there to represent tourism. We had uh, economic development. We had Chamber of Commerce. We had, uh, you know, outdoor recreation and enthusiasts and, and other stakeholders. So there were uh, a lot of meetings, a lot of interviews. Uh, we launched a um, uh, an online 
uh, link that people could provide information and their thoughts just from the general public in terms of and have that chance to weigh in on what they think that uh, Johnstown should be known for. And so we we took all that information and, and worked it down through a feasibility process of, you know, what starts to shake out as some common themes, um, how uh, is it something that can be monetized, and try to get down to a couple of potential brand directions uh, for the community. Because, uh, you know, when you brand, it's not about a tagline, it's not about the logo. Uh, those things just support what the brand is. But you have to have the product that, that that's what your brand is. It's your right. product. And you have to be able to have your product stand up to uh, what the brand promise is. So um, looking at a number of different options and ways to go, that was sort of where it funneled down to uh, outdoor recreation uh, with a twist and focusing on things like the fact that you can hike or bike from downtown Johnstown uh, on the path of the flood trail and ride through the first railroad tunnel that was built in the United States at the Staple Bend Tunnel. Yeah. Or bike four miles out of town on the Honan Avenue Trail and be at this beautiful Hingston Run waterfall. Um, the inclined plane trails, obviously, with the connection to the inclined plane itself, is completely unique, and nobody mm -hmm. else has that. And, and you know, I even asked you about the um, uh, what sets us apart with uh, the Stony Creek River and those opportunities, and we talked about the Stony being the uh, longest continuous, uh, you know, class Stretch three, four class rapids, three, you know, and it, here, and even though the, technically that's in Somerset County, it's a stone's throw from Johnstown, and it's just minutes, you know, from a lot of our doorsteps. Yeah. So, so taking those things that, that uh, nobody else can really claim and, and the firsts and the bests and, and the onlys and, and then looking at how uh, downtown Johnstown can be that hub. So if, somebody comes in from outside the area, they can stay at the Holiday Inn and they could basically be on their bicycle all the time and with fabulous roads to ride on, uh, great trails to access. Uh, so, it, and or you can go out and do your activity and just within minutes be back. So it's very um, convenient and easy to get to. Mm -hmm. Other destination sometimes if you want to get to the river or get to a trail uh, maybe the town and your lodging is here but you have to travel a ways to get to it but it's it's all right here it's just in this nice uh, compact area and and so whether you live here or visit everything's just so easily accessible and you can just be right out your door uh, doing all these wonderful things and you don't have to travel far to do it when you were going through that process now this seems completely obvious to me as somebody who loves outdoor recreation when Roger Brooks came to Johnstown did that kind of like start sticking out early in the process is like, this is probably the direction we're going to go. I know some of the other directions you were going, you were looking at, uh, but did outdoor recreation seem like a natural choice once you started vetting out those options? Um, I, I think in time it did, but, uh, but we had to, we had to look at it and, and again, go back and say, well, everybody else has outdoor recs. So mm -hmm. we had to start to find those uh, cool little nuggets of uh, information, those little factoids and the things that, okay, aha, uh -huh, now we're getting somewhere. Because initially, uh, we knew that there was a, uh, you know, a large 
contingent of folks in the area who obviously could be behind the outdoor recreation brand. But the key is, how do you make that work? And and how do you uh, take advantage of that and, and use it to uh, set yourself apart from other destinations that uh, that hang their hat on outdoor rec as well. I mean, let's face it, we're in Pennsylvania, <laughs> and Pennsylvania has astounding outdoor recreation all through it. And and so what can we claim? And and then I think just the, the uh, weaving the history and the heritage of our area through a lot of these outdoor rec attractions. So, you know, in the path of the flood trail, you know, you're not just on a rail trail that that's nice and scenic and pretty, but there's such a uh, compelling historical element to it, uh, especially now that, that it's completed all the way through the breast of the dam and, and riding through that historic tunnel. Or when you're paddling on the Stony Creek River, you can paddle right into downtown Johnstown, which mm-hmm. is which is way cool. And underneath the, the bridge by the incline plane and then underneath the stone bridge yeah. uh, that is so historic. And and then just be on your way and, and head on down to Blairsville if you want to. So uh, I think a lot of the, the weaving of the historic features in with uh, the outdoor recreation opportunities is um, uh, very attractive to people. Uh, people like to have stories and they, they like to know, you know, what is that that I'm looking at if it's the Eliza Furnace or yeah. whatever. So I think those stories are, are really cool. That's one thing that's really great about all of this is uh, we're, we're very proud of our history here in Johnstown. and. and through that rebranding, you've been able to take it and embrace the history of our industrial past while looking forward at the same time at, well, what direction are we going now? And and, and recreation seems to be that direction. Uh, so I, I thought, thought that was really cool about the whole process. It, it is. And, and I think the story of the uh you know, the, the acid mine reclamation and cleaning up the rivers, for those of us who grew up here, never in a million years did we think that that outdoor, that recreating on, on the rivers and some of the waterways would ever be a possibility. And and so I think that, that this, um, this story of that kind of a transformation and the efforts that have been uh, put into cleaning up our rivers and streams and 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 just taking care of the environment and and stewardship is is kind of a, a supporting uh, component of the brand as well uh, environmental stewardship and and also talking about lowering those barriers of uh, entry yeah. uh, you know to the recreation and creating opportunities for people who live here and, and people who may not initially have those opportunities to engage in the outdoor activities to be able to do that as well. So, uh, so there there are some layers to it, but um, but but all of that is uh, you know very uh, you know much simply incredible. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's it's nice to be able to attract people in from the outside, but you have to serve your community first. And and I really think that's what a lot of folks are looking at now is how do we make sure that the recreation is accessible to the people in our community, and how do we make sure that when those people come in from out of town, the money that's coming in is benefiting the local community and and not going to. McDonald's or you know you're going to a smaller restaurant and spending your money there and there is a that's a very important aspect of this rebranding is the economic benefit of outdoor recreation and its impact on Johnstown as well and you were providing me with some pretty cool statistics before we got started about how much time a person spends actually doing the activity 
as opposed to like the rest of the time they're in the community. Right, right. Uh, yeah, in the in the beginning, we were talking about uh, a visitor is active uh, up to 14 hours in the course of a day, but they spend four to six hours doing the primary activity that drew them there. So if somebody's out on the, the bicycle trails for a few hours, um, that's that's part of it. But then when they're finished, they want to get a bite to eat and maybe uh, have a beer or a couple of drinks or enjoy some entertainment and and stay. And that's really where you start to capture the spend and and the economic benefit. We don't want them to uh, jump in their car and leave. We want them to stay, uh, spend some time. The more time they spend in your community, the more money they spend. And that's really the the key to uh, you know communities needing to take advantage of that and businesses finding out and figuring out how they can uh, provide things that the visitor is looking for. The amount of money that gets spent on recreation is insane. I wish I had the statistic in front of me, but when Nathan Regner, the director of uh, recreation for the state, was on the podcast, he told me exactly how much money gets spent in Pennsylvania as a whole on recreation and recreation-adjacent businesses. And boy, if we weren't tapping into that revenue stream, that'd be just completely ignorant of us to, to not do that. Yeah, it's true. And even uh, just capturing uh, the economic benefit from visitation in general, because uh, when people come here to, to ride a trail or to hike or whatever, uh, they're going to learn more about what else the community has to offer. So they may be visiting the Johnstown Flood Museum or going to the Johnstown Flood National Memorial. Um, they're they're looking at kind of a whole, you know, width and breadth of opportunities of of things to do depending on what their interests are. And and I think that that now more than ever, our community is uh, so well positioned uh, mm-hmm. to take advantage of that. Uh, it, you know, as you know, I've been around for a while, so I, you know, I started, at, you know, at this when I was young and at the beginning of my career. And so when I look back over uh, 30 plus years of doing this, starting as an intern, um, the what we have to offer and how our product has grown over the years is just um, it's unimaginable, really. Mm-hmm. It it really is when when you look at it because sometimes I think. Uh, People might think, oh, you know, our area is not making progress. We're not moving forward. But, but when I look back and I see what was here when I first started and what wasn't here, uh, we didn't have the rail trails and, and our historic attraction development was just kind of getting underway. Uh, you know, now we there's just been such an investment and we've come so, so far in that time. But I, I think and unless you've been around doing it that long, maybe you just don't realize and have the chance to appreciate it. But it is incredible. You have a really good perspective on that. You know, you get to take that step back and, and see it from that time frame that you've been working in the industry and, and really see how much growth there's been. Because I don't think it's any secret that, that people in Johnstown are kind of fast sometimes to poo-poo on recreation. Ah, it's not going to bring money to Johnstown, stuff like that. But you've seen it develop over the years, so you really see the impact that it has the capability of having, right. uh, as opposed to somebody that's just being a keyboard warrior on Facebook. Well, right. And, and you know, a while back, uh, there was a lot of investment in our history and heritage infrastructure. Yeah. And we had, we had done that. And when I say we, I don't say me, but all the organizations and the different efforts. Um, but where we were a, a little bit uh, stuck was on 
on outdoor recreation. And we had been part of a, a regional collaborative effort uh, under the Alleghenies, which was a, a recent regional tourism program uh, where we did a branding initiative way back and honed in on outdoor rec. But the key was how do we serve it up to the visitor? Because those of us who live in the area, we know where the great fishing spots are. We know where you can paddle and, and, and bike, but it really wasn't, uh, in a format where we could tell people how to do it, where to go, where, you know, where you can go and, and things like that. And so all of that in times developed to the point where now we have this excellent balance of, you know, history and heritage attractions and outdoor recreation and, uh, you know, events and festivals and uh, a growing, uh, you know, restaurant industry and, and entertainment. I mean, there's just so much entertainment going on all the time that we're hard pressed to figure out what to do on any given weekend whenever you look at the at the schedule. I mean, there are just uh, a number of things that you can do. So that's what's been fun for me is just kind of watching it, all the pieces come together, and it's like, yeah, now, we, now we have it. Yeah. Now, now we've got it. That seems to be a recurring theme of there's too much to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it all. Eric Knopfsneider, who was the guest on Tuesday from Go Laurel Highlands also said the same thing. Like, he's like, there's too much stuff going on. I don't know how to get to all this stuff and do it all. And that's a good problem to have for us right now. Yeah, it, it is. And I think that um, collectively we just have to uh, work on telling that story and telling people about it and letting them know where they can find information on, on what's happening and, and just you know, keep you know, keep plugging it and, and just keep getting it out there because, and we had this conversation in a group the other day that everybody has different ways of getting their information. You know, there is no one single source. It's not like you just have uh, the, the nightly news and the daily newspaper and, and now it's everywhere. And mm -hmm. so how do you, but you just have to try to figure out how people want to get their information and find different platforms and different ways uh, for them to get it. But uh, uh, so I think that's the challenge and, and just being great ambassadors for the area, yeah. um, uh, you know, getting, having those conversations with our friends and our neighbors and, or people that we know who maybe have left the area and they're not really fully aware of things that are underway and, and the good stuff. So we need everybody to kind of be the Pied Pipers and just be out there uh, pushing it all the time and talking it up because um, it, we, we really have to work on this changing of the perception really from the inside out. Absolutely. So we have to sing our own song. And, and the goal here is, is not just to attract more visitors with, with the rebrand, but it's to uh, to bring people here to to live, to start a business, to uh, take another job, to but but to come here and and to visit, to stay, to live, and uh, really to, to rebuild the the community in the area. That's a really good um, transition. Then you're talking about how do we get that information out to people? Well. Visit Johnstown has a really good way to get that information out. And that's your visitor's guide right. that you put together every year. You've got a relatively small staff. How do you stay on top of all the new things that need to go into each edition of that visitor's guide? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Mike, uh, it, it's getting more challenging because there's there things are just 
changing on a daily basis. So, uh, so we do our best to, uh, you know, to reach out, to try to uh, keep tabs on what's happening and determine uh, some of those things, like we said, that are, that we want to put out there, you know, out front, you know, what, what are the best experiences that we can offer? Because, you know, you have to look at certain things in terms of uh, being your, you know, your anchor tenants. Okay. Mm -hmm. What, you know, what are going to be the draws? Um, And then everybody else will benefit if we're using those to, to draw people in. And uh, so we, we do, um, you know, our uh, office coordinator, Stacy, works on the events calendar, which is uh, online on our visitjohnstownpa.com site, which is uh, pretty comprehensive. But we literally go out and, and, you know, look at schedules and things. So we, we try. We may not get everything, but we encourage everyone to send their information to us. If they have an event, we can get it posted up. Uh, new website that will be coming online in the spring uh, hopefully by the end of April, we'll actually have a component where people can go in and uh, uh, submit events uh, to us mm-hmm. uh, for posting. And really, it's just everybody's collective knowledge of things that are going on because we all work within different groups and various committees and different relationships. And, and so we just try to, uh, you know, keep keep updating. But it is a big job, but it's... Um, you know, it is the primary fulfillment piece for visitor information. All of the ads that we place, uh, that's a primary call to action. Order a visitor's guide. Uh, they can through our website. Uh, we have them distributed out to all the Pennsylvania Welcome Centers. Mm-hmm. And then we also do a, a select paid distribution at uh, uh, Turnpike Plazas and some of the interstates that are on the gateways coming into the region. So we've got distribution there, uh, put them in packets for, uh, you know, triple ABA tournaments and, and the, uh, uh, path of the flood races. So a lot of the events and things where, uh, we have participant sports and activities and, and do packets and things like that. So they're really widely distributed and, uh, but would like to get them even more into the hands of, of people who live in the community so that they can see them. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a 70 some page publication. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot to it, but. I'm glad you brought up the online calendar as well, because the visitor's guide is fantastic, but that calendar is insanely comprehensive. Right. So kudos to whoever on your staff puts that together. They do an amazing job on that calendar as well. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Stacy Wyant's our office coordinator, so she she's the calendar queen. Good job, uh, Stacy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and and Nathan Madison is our our multimedia specialist, and he's uh, working on our social media channels all the time, and he does the uh, the weekend breakdown every weekend. So he tries to collectively pull things together, and and he does um, an e newsletter that goes out. Uh, you can go onto our website and subscribe to it, but it's geared toward, you know, what's going on. It has the link to the calendar, um, highlighting activities. The most recent one was about Valentine's Day and some cool spots where, uh, you know, you and your partner can, can enjoy Valentine's Day in the area. So Very cool. Yeah, so we encourage people to go go to our website, visit johnstownpa.com, and uh, there's uh, an opportunity to subscribe to it. And that's a good way to keep up with things that are happening, too. So Yeah. 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 Well, before we wrap, we didn't get into to your personal taste in recreation yeah. too much, and I'd like to touch on that. What is the one hidden gem in the region that you look forward to in terms of outdoor recreation? 
Wow. Um, as you know, I, I love to bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love to road ride um, out Somerset Pike. Okay. Uh, and and right now I've uh, I had a friend build up an e bike for me, mm-hmm. and uh, which was great uh, this past year. And because I live up in Stony Creek Township in Oakland, so up on the hill, and so to get down to Central Avenue, uh, you know, I would my other bike I would just throw it on the car, park at Rite Aid, and then ride out through Ferndale and do. But uh, now I. I if I want to, I can ride from my house and then I can get back up the hill. Yeah. Um, but I love to ride out Somerset Pike. Um, I think it's a, a beautiful bike ride and uh, there's a nice wide shoulder and, and you know, but you once you get down to that level, you can go any direction. Yeah, you're so, in a floodplain essentially, yeah, so it's pretty so flat. Yeah, so you can go and, and oftentimes, uh, you know, we'll do a ride, just like an easy ride on the, the Mayor Trail and, and out maybe to St. Andrews and loop around and then come back and then jump on the other section and mm-hmm. head down uh, towards Sandyvale and then come into town and then hit the Cambry Iron Trail. So that's kind of a, a city ride that uh, that I like to do. And, and then just... Um, uh, you know, the path of the flood trail, I think, is is it, it's so pretty. And, and I love the um, I love the terrain. Yeah, because it's not you know, it's not your typical rail trail either. And it's uh, it's just so interesting to ride the various sections of it. And, uh, and, and some of them are not easy, especially the new section. Yeah, the, the uh, new section. That's yeah, a challenge. yeah, it is. It is a challenge. So um, so I, I think that's a just a real a real gem and and that's what I like but I love to paddle my kayak and be on the water somewhere and uh you know and or just hike the trails up at Highland Park but so basically what you're saying is you like to do it all I do yeah I do uh you know love to camp when I have the opportunity yeah. and uh but but it's just great and uh the Lorraine Stony Creek trails are literally in my backyard um and and that's what the great thing is about living here you know, we don't have to fight traffic. We can just be wherever we want to be in in a short period of time. It's not hard to get there. We don't have traffic. You don't have parking issues, access issues, and things like that. And uh, so it's like to me, like we we just there's no reason not to love where we live because it's it's all right here. And yep. and aside from the outdoor recreation, then you've got the arts and the symphony and, and music and festivals. And, and so it's just, everything's right at our doorstep, which is fantastic. Exactly, that's, a, that's the, the sole reason, well, not the sole reason, but that's one of the reasons why I'm still in the regions because all of that stuff is literally out my front door and I love it and you can't beat it. And wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Yeah, great. Yeah. I hear you. Well, Lisa, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you would like to cover before we go? Yeah, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, I would just say to, to use uh, Visit Johnstown as a source of information and, and follow us on social media. Go to the website if you are having a, a wedding, a reunion, a family gathering. If you're looking to have to entertain visiting family and friends, um, come see us. We can give you visitors guides um, and suggestions. But but we're a resource for our local folks as well as the visitors who come in. So 
uh, you know, follow us and, and keep up with the information because there's just so much out there and we, we try to get as much out as we can. And you've got a really great visitor center right on Main Street. We do, yeah, 416 Main Street and uh, conveniently located and we have other brochures and information. So uh, come and see all that there is to, to see and do. We'll, we'll load you up with a lot of good, good stuff. Fantastic. Lisa, thanks for coming in today. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. It's been great. That does it for another episode of Where Adventure Lives, the podcast. Again, big thank you to Lisa Riker, Executive Director of Visit Johnstown, for coming in and talking to us today. I also want to thank REMAX Team Realtors for supporting Where Adventure Lives, the podcast. The Bob Colvin team is ready to help you discover all of our area's adventures. Find your perfect place at www.movetojohnstown.com or call anytime, 814-262-7653. Three, if you like the podcast, be sure to share it with all of your friends and give us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, wherever you might be listening to this. Uh, if you want more information on anything we talked about today, visit whereadventurelives.org and send me show ideas at whereadventurelives814 at gmail.com. Thanks for checking us out. I'm your host, Mike Cook. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Where Adventure Lives, the podcast.